Hello, and welcome back to Cast Me to Hell with me, Robbie. Unfortunately, Seb is not with us this week, as he's got himself stuck in between the walls of his house whilst trying to find the Chamber of Secrets. The Basilisk is still at large, and we are without our protector. For today's episode, we are celebrating the 4th of July in the land of the free and the home of the brave, as we discuss 1996's straight-to-video B-movie slasher satire, Uncle Sam. But before we talk about the episode, I've got a direct message for you. Yes, you listening to this episode. Uncle Bobby wants you to make sure you've hit that subscribe button and left us a lovely review. Those are direct orders from a superior officer. Make sure you follow them or you will be court-martialed. Uncle Sam is a 1996 direct-to-video black comedy slash satire. Directed by William Lustig of Maniac and Maniac Cop fame, and written by Larry Cohen, who has a whole wealth of writing credits ranging from The Stuff, Return to Salem's Lot, and Phone Booth. Uncle Sam follows a dead army veteran who comes back to life on the 4th of July to punish all sorts of cowards, creeps, and those who stand against good old American values. The film opens in Kuwait on June the 14th. Army officials find a crashed army helicopter and announce that the crash is a result of friendly fire. The sergeant who is with them then announces that friendly fire happens in war and is to be expected. Amongst the dead is Sam Harper, who springs to life and shoots the sergeant and another military man before uttering a one-liner and subsequently dying. We're then in the sleepy suburban town of Twin Rivers in the good old USA on July the 1st. We see a kid called Jody having trouble sleeping and he has a picture of him and his uncle Sam, who is Sam Harper that we saw die in the helicopter crash. He knocks the picture off the side table and cuts himself. As Jody goes to his mum Sally to wake her up and tell her what happened, Sally tells Jody that Uncle Sam went away a long time ago and that he was a bit of a bastard. A police cruiser pulls up and we see an ominous looking sergeant watching the car. The police officer inside is trying it on and we find out that the woman inside of the car is Sam Harper's widow Louise. When she gets out, the sergeant approaches her and tells her that Sam Harper is now dead and he gives her Sam's dog tags back. We later find out that the sergeant is an absolute hound dog and wants to pound Sam's widow. We find out that the sole reason he does this job is to prey on grieving widows. We then head over to a seedy hotel room. We see Isaac Hayes in full military dress. There's a point where he's got a gun in his mouth and it's pretty intense. He laments how he and his squad went off to Korea or some other war and only he came back. Isaac Hayes has two cannibals Uncle Sam gave him. Louise then tells Sally that Sam is dead and his body is being sent back. Sally agrees to have Sam's body at her house, as we find out that Louise lived in fear of Uncle Sam. Jody is eavesdropping and collects Sam's medals before going to school. He tells the school that Sam died and he was shot down in friendly fire. The teacher says that mistakes happened during war. We find out that the teacher didn't want to side up to Vietnam and actually boycotted the war. Jody then says that the teacher is a coward and Jody wants to enlist when he grows up. Sam's casket comes back and Jody keeps trying to get into it to bury Sam with his medals. Sally's chap Ralph comes round for tea and he's a scumbag. He starts bragging about how he's beaten the IRS and set up various tax shelters. He brags about how he's going to be Abe Lincoln in the up and coming 4th of July parade. We also find out that Sam ran away from home age 14 and came back with a drinking problem. In the middle of the night, Jody unlocks Sam's casket, but is almost caught and runs back to bed before he could give Uncle Sam back his medals. The day of the funeral arrives, and Isaac Hayes turns up. 
Sam idolised Isaac Hayes, and Isaac says he has to apologise to Sam. He shows Jody his wooden leg that he lost to a landmine, and Jody tells Isaac Hayes he doesn't know whether he should be in the army, air force, or the navy. Isaac Hayes goes mental and tells him not to join, as no one knows who they're fighting or what they're fighting for anymore. We find out from Isaac Hayes that Sam was an angry kid who liked killing for the sake of it. Ralph talks about how Uncle Sam died for an oil war, and Jody tells him to shut up and subsequently gets himself banned from the 4th of July parade. He then runs upstairs and reads a letter from Uncle Sam about how, as an American, it's his job to kick the ass of anyone who disrespects America or the American way of life. We're 35 minutes into the film, and the clock strikes 12am on the 4th of July. A couple of young people are in a cemetery and drawing Nazi flags on graves and burning the old stars and stripes. As ashes of the flag fall into Sam's dug grave, his yellow eyes open. He then gets out of the coffin and walks around the house, first getting his medals back from Jody's room and pinning them onto his chest, and then going and standing over his sister Sally. They keep Uncle Sam just out of shot to obscure his face and the finer details, but it's definitely one of the cooler shots of the film. A woman is getting out of the shower, and through the window, we see somebody dressed in an Uncle Sam costume on stilts. I'm pretty sure he's beaten off, and when he gets noticed, he starts to stilt away. It's a pretty funny scene. Willie, the dude who was beating off, then goes through the park and mistakes Uncle Sam for an inspector, and tries to run away before he hits into a tree and falls to the ground. Uncle Sam then garden shears him in the face and takes his costume. We're back at the cemetery now, and the three teenagers are throwing beer cans into Sam's grave. As one goes to take a leak, Uncle Sam blinds him with spray paint until he passes out. He then wakes up with broken legs in Sam's grave, and Sam buries him alive. As the two other teenagers separate, Uncle Sam garrets the one that went to look for his friend and hangs him from a flagpole. Both of these deaths are pretty cool, and whilst relatively bloodless, are both quite nasty. We flip to the next morning as the town are preparing for the 4th of July parade, and as the children are preparing, they can't find the hatchet. The teacher goes to look for it in the classroom, and we see Uncle Sam holding the hatchet. We then see the teacher dead on the floor with the hatchet in his face. Jody sees the parade and decides, fuck it, I'm going. He looks for Uncle Sam's medals, but they're gone. Jody then bumps into Barry, a kid who's blind and left in a wheelchair after playing with fireworks. His mum is played by PJ Souls, and for some reason he is able to make a psychic link with Uncle Sam. Anyone who grew up in the 90s like myself will remember that there was always one friend of a friend of a friend who got mutilated by fireworks, and will remember the countless fireworks safety stuff aimed at children. The mayor then brings on the last surviving teen from the cemetery to sing the national anthem, but he does a screamo version of it and moons before running off stage. Uncle Sam, who was able to freely move through the crowd thanks to his disguise, tells Barry that he'll make all of them feel his pain. A local politician turns up and it's pretty clear that everyone hates him. Isaac Hayes, who has been shooting a Civil War era cannon, which is both obvious foreshadowing and a sentence I never thought I'd say, bumps into Uncle Sam and they lock eyes. This ends up leaving Isaac Hayes disturbed. A local waitress who's manning a barbecue wanders off to smoke a zoo, however the police officer from earlier in the film confiscates it from her. When the waitress goes back to the barbecue, a meat cleaver is gone, Uncle Sam then uses this to decapitate the teenager from the cemetery when he gets lost during a sack race. The waitress later on opens the grill to find the teen's head inside cooking, and her face is then pushed onto the grill. The police officer Louise, Uncle Sam's widow, are then walking around the fair. They're talking about how even now that Uncle Sam is dead, she's still afraid of him. 
All while this is happening, Uncle Sam is stood in the background. It's quite a cool scene. Uncle Sam also then takes an air rifle. As Sally walks up to Ralph, who was sat in a chair, it appears that he's been shot in the head. However, Sally doesn't notice until he falls off the float. The police officer then turns up to confirm his death, and Jody says Ralph died because he was a crook. Jody states that none of this would have happened if Uncle Sam was around and that he was a hero. Louise and Sally both say that Uncle Sam was abusive, and Sally says that she'd been abused by Uncle Sam since she was six. She also says she was happy when Uncle Sam got married, as it meant someone else was going to be his victim. The police then turn up and say they found other bodies. We get to the fireworks display, because for some reason, despite the dead bodies, the fireworks are still going ahead, and we see the politician being tied up on a terrace. The politician was supposed to be doing the fireworks, but as he's nowhere to be seen, the mayor goes ahead and does them. Everyone assumes it's a dummy that the fireworks are tied to, however, the police officer notices that it's not, and starts to run towards the politician. As the fireworks explode, they then go off like a bomb, which kills the politician and sends the police officer tumbling down the hill, where he's then impaled on a flagpole by Uncle Sam. Jody and Barry reunite, and Barry says they don't have to escape. He's figured out it's Uncle Sam, and they bump into Isaac Hayes, who doesn't believe that it's Uncle Sam, but does admit when they locked eyes, he felt fear like he hasn't since the war. They go to Uncle Sam's casket to confirm, and upon opening it, find the hound dog sergeant with his throat slit. They then conclude that Uncle Sam must have gone to get his wife back. Isaac Hayes tells Sally to call the police and stay with the kids. Isaac Hayes gets a gun, but the kids follow him. As they go to Louisa's house, she's already paranoid and has a knife ready. Isaac Hayes goes to call the police, however notices Uncle Sam's mask is on the side of the kitchen counter. Uncle Sam is behind Isaac Hayes, and Uncle Sam blames Isaac Hayes for filling his head with stories of war and honour. Isaac Hayes says Uncle Sam never killed for his country, he just killed for the sake of killing. Uncle Sam then throws Isaac Hayes through the kitchen and into the living room. Uncle Sam then bursts through the kitchen door and asks Louise if she still loves him. She responds by emptying the chamber into him, which obviously does nothing. It's a cool scene that keeps Uncle Sam obscure enough, which is quite a commitment this far into the film. Isaac Hayes and Louise run off to get the cannon, and Jody stays with Uncle Sam, who admits that he's the reason he came back. Jody tells Uncle Sam that he wanted to be just like him, to which Sam tells him he'll need to be dead, and asks if he's volunteering. Jody also tells Uncle Sam that he used to love him, but now he's killing Americans, and Uncle Sam replies that they're the Americans that left him to die in the desert. Jody then tricks Uncle Sam into going outside with him, where Isaac Hayes is waiting with a cannon. Isaac Hayes then shoots Uncle Sam with the cannon, which explodes Uncle Sam into a ball of fire. But Uncle Sam is a fan of slasher sequels and has been watching Halloween too, as he continues to chase after Jody whilst he is on fire. Isaac Hayes has to deliver one more cannonball to Uncle Sam's stomach before it finally knocks him back into the house and explodes him out of existence. The film ends with Jody burning all of his military toys. As the credits roll, a poem by B-movie actor William Smith, who was featured in the film, is recited. The poem is called I Am the Marine on the border of Kuwait. It's pretty intense, especially compared to the rest of the satire in the film. Uncle Sam is a fun film with some pretty interesting things to say. There's lots of scenes of Jody either playing with his military toys or reading comic books, and the film of military indoctrination is one that the film heavily pushes on. It's strangely relevant when you look at the popularity of franchises such as Call of Duty, Battlefield, and Action Man or G.I. Joe. And whilst the film is about as subtle with its message as Uncle Sam is with a flag-burning skinhead, 
I still think it's a really interesting theme, especially when this film was released two years prior to Small Soldiers, which shares similar themes. Uncle Sam and the central storyline surrounding the Q8 war is pretty cool as well. The idea of friendly fire being accepted and part and parcel of war is a great piece of dialogue that pops up a couple of times. And it's interesting to see how people compare real-life people to stats when in wartime, and the notion that all's fair in love and war. Uncle Sam being a revenant and punishing those who go against the American way of life is humorous as well. Maybe because the film was straight to video, but has this 1950s middle America feel to it. And those who are getting killed, such as tax avoiders, draft dodgers, and young people, kind of works when you look at the counterculture that was becoming prevalent in the 90s. It's like trying to make your granddad watch Jackass and expecting them to get it. Uncle Sam does suffer in the effects department as a byproduct of its straight-to-DVD release. I found online that it had a $2 million budget, and it feels like most of that was spent on Uncle Sam's costume in the explosive ending. Whilst $2 million might sound like quite a lot for a film, by 1998 the average budget for a film was around $53 million. William Lustig was the man he brought as Maniac, so he's used to working on a shoestring budget, but that level of blood and grossness is clearly missing from Uncle Sam, and though there are some inventive and fun kills, most of them cut away before the meaty parts happened. Overall, I think Uncle Sam does all that a horror B-movie needs to do. It's campy when it calls for it, and it has some fun moments. Uncle Sam has some groan-inducing one-liners after most kills, which are so bad you'll laugh, but not good enough that you'll actually remember any of them. And whilst it's heavy-handed in some of its satire and central themes, it's a film with a message. So, at ease, soldier. That is it for our look at Uncle Sam. If you're in the mood for a cheap and cheerful time, then I definitely recommend checking Uncle Sam out. And this is one final order for you to double-check you've hit the subscribe button and left a lovely review. Come and let us know your thoughts on Uncle Sam by finding us on TikTok, Instagram and Twitter at CMTH Podcast. And we will see you next week. So stand down and at ease.